0: Father in heaven, we're thankful today for your many blessings as we enter your gates with thanksgiving into your courts with praise. We're thankful for the breath of life today. We are anxious in a good way. We desire fresh bread from heaven's bakery. We are like little children coming to you, our Father, to feed us, to encourage us on this pilgrim journey toward heaven. Yea, though we walk through the valley or the shadow of death, we fear no evil, because our great shepherd, Jesus Christ, the great conqueror, is with us. Pour out your Spirit upon us, revive us, reform us, is our prayer, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Greetings, salutations, welcome to this Midday Power Surge, Wednesday, March, April 1st, 2020 This is your spiritual oasis On this pilgrim journey toward heaven And as I've always said I'll say it again Remember friends Though you're going through crises Remember a crown The crown of life is awaiting you No cross, no crown One more time No cross, no crown Welcome one, welcome all to this Midday Power Surge. Tawana, Calbert, Michelle, Kofi, Youseal, End Time Ministry, Jill, Betty, uh, Samara, Delrio, John, uh, Maxine, uh, Patricia, Lorenzo, Bruce. All right, friends, welcome one, welcome all. It's a blessing to have uh, the live audience with us for this Midday Power Surge. Friends, let nothing, let no one hinder you from coming, participating in Midday Power Search. All right, friends, let's turn to Matthew chapter 24. Without further ado, Matthew 24. The Bible brings to you the signs that show us we're living just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Friends, can you believe it? We are almost home. Just hold on a little longer. Just endure a little longer again put some pep in your step with a song hold on just a little longer the bible uses the analogy of mothers giving birth as a sign of the times when jesus christ is about to put in his appearing his appearance mothers experiencing Birth pain, labor pangs, Matthew 24, there'll be signs in the earth, wars, famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places, COVID-19 is here, pestilence, what about earthquakes? Those of you in the forum, have you heard recently of the many earthquakes? Take a look at this, my friends. March 31st, 2020. Headline says, I heard the roar. 6.5 earthquake hits Idaho. Look at this, friends. The Lexington Herald leader, March 30th. It says, a swarm of 650 earthquakes rattles Utah, Idaho, and California. Friends, are the labor pangs here? Romans chapter 8 also speaks about the earth mourning, the earth groaning just before the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Look at this now, the labor pain. Daily Mail, this came on yesterday, March 31st. It says, prepare for 100,000 people to die. Dr. Anthony Fauci or Fauci warns of astonishing death toll And tells areas not on lockdown To go on lockdown now As President Trump says The next two weeks The next two weeks Will be very painful Very painful And White House reveals Even worse projections When I read that Mr. President, saying the next two weeks, next 30 days will be very painful. What scripture came to my mind? Those of you in the chat, in the forum, what scripture comes to your mind? Hint in the book of Revelation. It's Revelation chapter 12. Go to verse 17 with me. The Bible speaks about the seed of the woman. The remnant seed when a woman is bringing forth her seed. There's pain. Look at this. As it was in the former church at the first advent, so in the remnant time, the remnant seed, God's remnant children. Verse number two of Revelation 12 speaks about the woman in pain. What's that word? In pain to be delivered. First advent, the dragon power is in verse two through verse five. Don't forget that dragon power because America, lamb like beast, is now speaking as a dragon. All right. So, what happened there will happen in the last days, my friends. But there's hope. Those who are in the chat room in the forum, there is hope. Type that word in the forum, put that word on your notepad. Hope. Write down Jeremiah chapter 30. Verse five through verse seven, the Bible speaks about a time of trouble, but God will deliver us. God will be our protector. God will be our Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Nisi, our banner Nissi, our provider Jehovah Jireh. Would you say amen, my friends? There is hope for us. Let's calm down. Let's go back to Revelation 13. During yesterday's Midday Power Surge, I shared with you that Revelation 13, verse 15 through verse 17, spells slavery. It spells pauperism. All right, friends, that's clear. And I shared with you yesterday, Midday Power Surge, Exodus 20, verse 1 through verse 2, God opens up the Ten Commandments by saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt and the house of bondage. It is God's will to bring us out of bondage, deliver us out of slavery, set us free from pauperism, that spiritual bondage, victory over sin. And I gave you John chapter 8, verse 32. And verse thirty-six, and I also shared with you. It is God's design, will to lift us up out of pauperism, out of government dependence, to become God-dependent, out of a financial crisis, and as God worked through Moses to deliver the children of Israel from the land of Egypt to the country. Rural districts of the land of Canaan. God wants to do likewise for us. To deliver us from the cities of this world. To the country rural districts of this world. Why do I say city with Egypt? Because Revelation chapter 11 verse 6 to verse 9. The Bible tells us Egypt is likened unto the cities of this world. And friends, as God led them from Egypt to Canaan, it was to bring them out of slavery, spiritual slavery, financial slavery. We covered that yesterday. Now I'll say this. Every one of us is called to do a work like Moses. We must help others to lead the cities of this world. To move into the countries wherever people are located. We must help them to find provisions, to grow and to store up. If that's clear, my friends, say amen. All right, friends. But notice, before Moses, there was Joseph. Let's go there now. Joseph. And the Bible tells us that Pharaoh had a dream. He saw seven fat cows and seven skinny cows, seven healthy corn, uh, heirs of corn, and seven withered heirs of corn. And the Bible said by and by Joseph was brought in to tell the dream and to interpret the dream. And the Bible tells us that Joseph said seven fat cows, seven years of plenty, seven lean, skinny cows, great, grim time of famine. And by and by, Joseph told Pharaoh, grow in the time of plenty and store up against the time of famine. And the Bible tells us, my friends. The famine went worldwide. Be like Joseph. All right, friends, watch this now. And the Bible tells us the brethren of Joseph left from where they were and went to Egypt to buy food, to get corn. And the Bible tells us they had to bow to Egypt to get corn. Do you recall ever Reading that in scripture, look at this. Genesis 42, verse number 6. And Joseph was the governor, underscore governor, the governor over the land. And he it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before Joseph with their faces to the earth. They had to bow before Egypt. Before Joseph to get corn to get food, hold on there. What was this scene fulfilling? It was fulfilling another dream. Who else had a dream, my friends? That was Joseph. Hold on, friends. Watch this point. It's a nail in a sure place. Look in Genesis chapter 37, 37, verse 9 through verse 11. Joseph told a dream, dream, vision, dream, prophecy, that his brethren would would bow down to him. It was fulfilled in Genesis 42 and verse 6. What was the context for the dream, the prophecy to be fulfilled? It was a time of famine, a time of crisis. In other words, God gave to Joseph The dream before he gave it to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, that's chapter 41 of Genesis. Joseph chapter 37. God prepares his people before the world. If that's clear, my friends, send in the amens. It's a live audience. Put it in the chat room, my friends. It's here. Hold on. Let's go one step further. That means the dream of Joseph was a prophecy. That means Joseph was preaching to his house, to his brethren, to his father's house, to the church, a coming crisis. And what did the brethren of Joseph call Joseph? A negative a epithet. Here cometh the dreamer. They were scoffing at him. And what did they do to Joseph? They cast Joseph out of their family, out of their house, House church they cast joseph out of their church Hmm. yet by and by through whom did god feed those same brethren through joseph what is the application there are many today marginalizing scoffing at god's modern day joseph who are preaching a coming crisis of famine ah friends Seven fat cows, seven lean cows, prepare, or you will bow to the government, become paupers. Do you remember Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 through verse 10? Let's move on. Yet, my friends, God is going to feed those same scoffers if they repent, if they make a right about humble themselves and surrender they will receive spiritual corn and also physical corn if that makes sense my friends send in the amens let's move on genesis chapter 45 when his brethren came to egypt and by and by joseph revealed and friends how close are we to egypt look at the screen how close are we to egypt my friends how close? And remember, the dream was doubled. It was what doubled. And what prophecy in the last days is doubled. Revelation 14, 8, chapter 18, verse 2. Babylon is falling. Is falling. It is certain and sure to come to pass. Come on, friends. When the brethren came to Joseph, do you know where Joseph placed His household, not in the cities, but he placed them in the country, put it down, in the rural districts of Goshen. Genesis chapter 45, look at verse number 8. So now, so it was, so it was not you that sent me hither, but God, said Joseph. Look at verse number 9. Haste, go to my father. And bring him to Egypt. Look at verse 10. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. Look at verse number 11. And there will I nourish thee. Hold on. So in the time of famine, where did Joseph put his household, his brethren, his father in the land of Goshen to be nourished? Verse 11 because there are still five years left of the famine. If you don't go there, you'll be in poverty. Look now, Genesis 46. And the Bible says in verse 31, So where must we be? In modern day Goshen or else God cannot nourish us. If that's clear, send in the amens. In Genesis 46, verse 31 through verse 34, Joseph told his brethren, When I bring you to Pharaoh and Pharaoh ask you, what is your trade? Tell Pharaoh, you are shepherds. When you tell Pharaoh, you are shepherds, Pharaoh will sign off on my declaration, my policy. And Pharaoh will allow you to dwell in Goshen, dwell in the country, the rural districts. Why? Why? Because the trade of a shepherd is an abomination to all the Egyptians. What would be the application? Many profess Christians, many profess SDA who reject country living, they are Egyptians spiritually, atheists spiritually, unconverted spiritually. They view country living as an abominable message Genesis 46, verse number 11, he told his brethren. Verse 42, tell Pharaoh, you are shepherds. Verse 43, look at verse 44, that you shall say, thy servant's trade hath been about cattle from our youth. Watch this now, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen for every shepherd is an abomination unto whom the Egyptians. Goshen was the country. Look at Genesis 47, verse, verse 4. Goshen had pasture for the sheep. Genesis 47, verse number 27. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt in the country of Goshen. Country. Look at this statement, my friends patriarchs and prophets page 232 it says a section of egypt blue words a section of of the country was well watered and fertile was open to jacob and his sons red words and the antipathy they must encounter in egypt On account of their occupation, for every shepherd was an abomination unto whom the Egyptians would enable them to remain a distinct and separate people and would thus serve to shut them out from participation in the idolatry of Egypt. So what was going on in the cities of Egypt? That led God through Joseph to put his brethren in the country, rural districts of Goshen idolatry. What are we told, my friends, in the book Adventist Home, page 137? There is not one family in a hundred that will be benefited physically, mentally, mentally. And spiritually by residing in the cities. Take your families away from the cities. Into the countries. They will become more spiritual. If that's clear my friends. Send in the amens. We must be like Moses. Be like Joseph. Husbands be like Joseph. Fathers be like Joseph. Amen. Amen. Elder sons in the homes, be like Joseph. Look at this statement now from Testimonies for the Church. Volume 8, page 153 confirms every SDA institution must be like Joseph. Look at this, my friends. Volume 8, page 153 says every, what does every mean? All. Every institution that bears the name of Seventh-day Adventist is to be to the world as was Joseph in Egypt. And as were Daniel and his fellows in Babylon. Blue words, just the first phrase. In the providence of God, these men were taken captive that they, my carry to heathen nations. The knowledge of the true God. Was Daniel. Did Daniel run for, for civil office. To become prime minister of Babylon. And Persia. No friends. Did Joseph run for civil office. On the campaign trail. To become governor of Egypt. No. No friends. But every SDA should be like Moses, should be like Joseph. That's my prayer. What is your prayer to God in this midday power surge? If you affirm this affirmation, send in the amen in the chat room, my friends. Live audience, watch this now. Exodus chapter eight, when the plagues came on Egypt, decades later from the time of Joseph, Where did the seven last plagues Not fall God sent ten plagues On Egypt But the last seven Did not fall on where On Goshen Exodus chapter 8 Read that in verse 22 Put it down my friends In the chat room Exodus chapter 9 And verse 26 Only in the land Of Goshen where the Israelites were, was there no hail? H A I L. No hail. Friends, what is the seventh last plague in these last days? What is it, my friends? It is hail. Revelation chapter 16, verse 7. Verse 17, all the way down. The last verse of Revelation 16. So where must we be? Come on, friends, where must we be? In modern-day Goshen. What must be our title? What, What must be our title? Put it that way. What must be our mission, our vocation? What must be our trade? Joseph told his brethren, tell Pharaoh you are shepherds. You are shepherds. We are medical missionaries, shepherds. Call porter, shepherds. Literature, evangelists, shepherds. Singing, evangelists, shepherds. Cooking, chef, evangelists, shepherds. Preachers, shepherds. Bible workers, shepherds. Publisher, shepherds. All right, homeschooling. Uh, principles headmasters shepherds it he goes on friends shepherds if that's clear send in the amens my friends are the plagues about to fall we must become converted are the plagues about to fall where must we be in modern day goshen be like moses be like joseph what sign tell us the plagues will fall Is the mark of the beast how close are we Revelation chapter 13, the Bible tells us, let me calm down friends, this thing is rich to me personally, I'm excited, Jesus is soon to come, let's move on. In Revelation 13 verse 2, the Bible tells us, the papers to receive from the dragon, power, seat, and great authority, everyone in the chat room, write down authority. Verse 3 and verse 4 tell us, When the deadly wound is about to be healed, all the world will wander after the papacy. The papacy will become the world's leader, the world's leading authority. And who will restore that wound? Revelation 13, 11 and verse 12, Apostate Protestant America. America is about to speak as a dragon. The lamb, America, is now looking like a dragon. Look at this, my friends. Lord help me and help us. Look at this. Headline: Rome reports, Why is Pope Francis a moral authority? It didn't say moral leader. That is synonymous, but it says, why is the Pope a moral authority? We as Christians, we as SDA people can give the answer. Why? Because other leading authorities globally will hand over their power to the Pope of Rome. As Emperor Justinian of Rome, the empire, gave power, seat, And great authority to the Pope of Rome. Look at this, friends. Listen, listen. This is a coming documentary. A coming documentary. And the first part says the Pope. It says a spiritual leader doesn't hide when the storm hits. That means the storm is going to reveal who that moral authority is well great controversy page 608 tells us the coming storm is the sunday law crisis it's going to reveal the pope of rome and apostate protestantism america look at this now friends listen watch carefully It says, "See the key aspects of his moral authority in this documentary. Authority, authority. Well, how do we know these key aspects of his moral authority? The Bible tells us the papacy, the Pope of Rome will commit fornication. with well, the civil leaders and the merchants of the earth. Look now at the documentaries trailer from the vatican look who they put in the documentary trailer look eric schmidt ceo of google donald trump president of the united states vladimir putin president of russia leonardo dicaprio hollywood movie star christine lagarde managing director of the international monetary fund elizabeth ii queen of england Mm -hmm. do you see it my friends Do you see it? Fulfilling Revelation 18, verse 2 and verse 3. Then it goes on and asks the question, Why do world authorities look to the Pope as the authority? Look at this. Take a listen. Why do authorities from around the world want to meet with Pope Francis? Why do who, friends? Other world authorities want to meet with the Pope. Listen. Why do authorities from around the world want to meet with Pope Francis? Why do Obama and Raul Castro credit Pope Francis's contribution Why to do the real? I'll come back to Mr. Obama and the Pope at the close of this midday power surge. Can you not see? All oh, the world is now wandering after the beast, the papacy, Revelation 13, verse 3 and verse 4. My friends, I'm telling you, she's about to speak as a dragon. Look at this.
1: People we'll have an image of the Vatican as being so ceremonious and charged. However, when the Pope comes with a smile, with such wonderful humility, mm. and always with such simple words, it really surprises people.
0: It really surprises people? No, it deceives people with a smile. <laughs> and the so-called humility, it is the chameleon, but the venom of the serpent is still there. Now they say the Pope has emerged as the world's leading authority. Listen, friends. I think
1: Pope Francis has emerged as a very credible man and a very
0: credible leader. He seems to follow through with what. And he's... what says my friends, Sorry? Revelation seventeen, yeah. all the world will give their power and strength unto the beast, the papacy. My friends, so now presently, on one hand, the deadly wound is almost fully healed of the papacy. It's clear. What about the image? Apostate, Protestant America, the mystery of iniquity. Lucifer becoming Satan. That's a mystery, my friends. America, lamb-like. To speak as a dragon? Listen now and tell me if you can hear the dragon's voice. And if so, it's time to make a full surrender to Jesus. It's time to be in modern day Goshen. It's time to be like Moses and Joseph. If you have strayed from the Seventh Day Adventist present truth message, it's time to return. Listen, friends. Do you remember this? Prepare for 100,000 people to die within the next two weeks to four weeks. Very painful. Listen, friends, there it is.
1: A stark warning from the president and his medical advisors. In the next two to three weeks, America will see a peak in COVID-19 deaths. The message, brace for impact. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. The coronavirus task force presented grim numbers in Tuesday's press conference, providing the reasoning behind extending social distancing guidelines. The U.S. could see one to 200,000 deaths from the outbreak, and that's if the 30-day extension of social distancing is taken seriously. However, Mm.
0: Brace for the impact. That's a storm. A crisis. Take a look at this, my friends. It goes on. Listen. Surge, it's too late. This is tough.
1: People are suffering. People are dying. It's inconvenient from a societal standpoint, from an economic standpoint, to go through this. But this is going to be the answer to our problems. An outbreak of two dozen family members in rural Georgia has now been traced to a funeral that occurred before social distancing warnings went out. And in Washington state, a choir practice in March turned deadly Mm. in spite of members' efforts to keep an appropriate social distance.
0: Listen, I heard from
2: 20 people probably within a a day or two that they were all getting sick also.
1: Forty-five members of that choir are now COVID positive or have symptoms. Mm. Three have been hospitalized. Two have died. The Trump administration is urging people to heed the warnings to stay home. But for those who do have to go outside, the task force is considering changes in CDC recommendations about wearing face coverings in public.
0: Caitlin. Friends, in this time of crisis, God is looking for not trepid Christians, as I always say, gallant Christians. We need spiritual resiliency to stand in these last days of Earth's history. All right, friends, we are here. And as these things begin to transpire on the media, some are real and factual. Others are fabricated. Then we shall begin to hear it's time to force, vaccinate the whole nation, even the world. That's the dragon's voice, my friends. Forced inoculation against COVID-19 and other pestilence. Look at this. This is huge, my friends. Look at this, friends. Take a listen. Expert from the Heritage Foundation. This came from SCOTUS, listen. Uh, jail. Uh, Remember, back in 1905, the Supreme Court issued a decision called Jacobson against Massachusetts, which uh, held the proposition that you could be forcibly vaccinated against your will, that for the smallpox vaccine, uh, and that was entirely within state authority to do that. So they certainly, in this context, can arrest people if they
1: violate the governor's orders. Uh, Jail Uh, remember back in
0: 1905 the Supreme Court issued a decision called Jacobson against Massachusetts which uh, Held the proposition that you could be forcibly Vaccinated against your will Mm. that for the smallpox vaccine uh, and that was entirely within state authority to do that So they certainly in this context can arrest people if they violate the governor's orders and friends. Yeah, and what about what state was this? Massachusetts All right, friends? It is on the books. Look at this now. Watch carefully. So I actually went to the article, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. It says, watch carefully. In that state, the law allowed cities, cities, friends. First paragraph, cities to require residents to be vaccinated against smallpox, against their will. The question was, Mr. Jacobson refused. He was fined $5. Second paragraph, did that mandatory vaccination law violate Mr. Jacobson's 14th Amendment right to liberty? Conclusion, the court held that the law was a legitimate exercise of the state's police power. Police power, police state, martial law to protect the public health and safety of its citizens, local boards of health. Police power, medical boards determined when mandatory vaccinations were needed, thus making the requirement neither unreasonable nor arbitrarily imposed. In other words, forced vaccination in a crisis is already on the books. Says who? The U.S. Supreme Court of America. Question, how does America speak? How does America speak? She speaks to her legislative and judicial branches of government. The mystery of iniquity in America. The lamb-like beast is about to speak as a dragon. Question, is a Sunday rest already on the books in America? Oh yes, all we're waiting on is the right crisis, as they say. A perfect storm and COVID-19 is revealing these things to us. Wake up, wake up wake up my friends move on headline what good are constitutional rights if they are violated when americans get sick who says this washington times march 25th 2020 and what is bill gates pushing beyond COVID 19. you must prove your health with what my friends digital certificate or else you can travel you can buy you can sell you could read all of that my friends you could read that look at this now march 31st 2020 what two states are there in the headline alabama and massachusetts are handing the addresses of people with coronavirus over to whom? To the police? Wait a minute, my friends. Connect that headline. All right, friends. Come back to this one here. What happened here? What happened here? Jacobson versus Massachusetts. The last paragraph, the state police power and the Board of Health forced vaccination on the masses and this came out march 31st 2020 on cbn news this one was march 31st on the screen right now 2020 vice news is god trying to awaken us friends let's let's move on the u.s government has a long history of using crises To justify indefinite mass detention. April 1st, 2020. Let's go to Obama now. Look at this, my friends. Mr. Obama wrote March 31st, 2020. He says... On his Twitter page, we have seen all too terribly the consequences of those who denied warnings of a pandemic. In other words, COVID-19 is a result of climate change, climate denial. Second sentence, he says, we can't afford any more consequences, any more COVID-19, any more pestilences, Due to climate denial. Last sentence, Mr. Obama wrote, all of us, especially young people, must demand better of our government at every level and vote this coming election. Vote this fall. How does Mr. Obama know the election is going to go as scheduled in the fall? How does he know that? Come back to the screen. Who else has merged, united COVID-19 as the result of climate change? The Pope of Rome, friends. We have come full circle to the very documentary. Why authorities of the world are looking to the Pope as the authority. Friends, I have two words for you. My friends, if you have strayed, it's time to come back. There it is, my friends. We're told in volume 6, page 400, red words. But on the other hand, when the storm of persecution, storm, when the storm of persecution really breaks upon us, the true sheep will hear the true shepherd's voice. Self-denying efforts will be put forth to save the lost And many, and many who have strayed from the fold will come back to follow the great shepherd. Friends, the great shepherd is Jesus. But based on this study, what did Joseph say to his brethren to tell Pharaoh, what's your trade? I'm a shepherd. On the shepherds. It's time for us to work. Those of you in the chat room, let's encourage those who have strayed from present truth straight from seventh day adventism to come back before it's too late be like moses be like joseph amen my friends and find ourselves we are in modern day goshen country living my wife sang the song come home christ is calling take a listen come home my friends
2: Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling Calling for you and for me At the heart's portals He's waiting and watching watching for you and for me. Think of the wonderful love he has promised, promised for you and for me. Though we have sinned, he has mercy and pardon, pardon for you and for me. Come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling Calling, O sinner, come home